episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities, where we talk about the um, sermon in the previous week and also just whatever else we want to talk about. My name is Megan, and with me is Brent and Mallory. Hello. Hello, everyone. It's exciting. Um, I have some exciting news for the podcast. Uh, I have to give a little shout out. My mom told me a couple weeks ago that her best friend in Maryland named Marie. Hi, Marie. Is a weekly listener. Hello. <laughs> and, oh, fun. Um, and it's pretty great. So hi, Marie. Weekly Thank you for listening. national podcast at this point. <laughs> yeah, we could We just claim- need somebody to move international and then we just would get yeah. it all covered. Yeah, well, does... But- Who's that person from Ireland or whatever? Dave McGill? Does he listen? I don't know. Probably. You should ask. You should just get him to listen. Let's say he does. Then we can call it an international podcast. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. How, how's everybody doing now? I mean, we're like uh, week 11 in this uh, quarantine thing. Week 10, 11, something like that. Who knows? Lost sight. Some Someday <laughs> of uh, this. Mal's got two kids at home and a, and a, and a dog. And today, a mother-in-law watching some kids so she can podcast, which is so yes. nice. Thank you, mother-in-law. The dog's not very happy because he's <laughs> and, locked in the room uh, with me. My so. wife, the dogs are happy with you? He's not happy because oh. he's locked in the room oh. with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Kylie decided last week that this next week is the last week of school uh, for homeschool. <laughs> it's a good idea. Yeah. So um, we are going to do, and, and we decided to take Memorial Day off of school. Um, cause you know, you can, and, uh, so this is it. This is the big finale week guys. We're pretty, well, I guess next week, but it's, it's getting close, which is exciting. That so. is exciting. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I like definitely am feeling the quarantine. I like wasn't struggling with it for a while. I think just cause I had so much, like I just had so much I had to do. Like I had school, I was still doing and all this stuff. Last two weeks I've been like, what the heck am I supposed to do? Well, here's what's really nice. <laughs> you can go get your teeth cleaned as of t- today. <laughs> That's exciting. That's exciting. <laughs> Dental offices are back with a vengeance, everybody. <laughs> so can't get your hair cut still, but those teeth, you know, they, those can get cleaned. So <laughs> my friend that's a hairstylist in Lincoln County, the teeny tiny county got to open today and she just texts me actually. And she goes, I'm already sweating from the mask wearing. <laughs> Oh, totally. <laughs> so, and she has all her little notes and stuff. It's just a new life for her, for sure. Yeah. So, thinking about her. Yeah, there you go. Uh, speaking of still in this quarantine life, I came across something today I wanted mm-hmm. to kick off our day with. Um, what's your, do you guys, have you guys been ordering in delivery, uh, Grubhub or DoorDash or any of those? Smaller? I have not, no. Not, none? I mean, not really. We never have either. I did when I lived in um, Nashville. Okay. And just, but it was Postmates. It was none of those. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So the delivery option, what, you know, every, a lot of people are doing the takeout. We'll go pick it up and do that thing. I do that because I prefer my timeline versus some driver's timeline who's delivering Same. four stops and then my fries get here and they're just mush. Right. Um, and it got me to thinking a couple of things. Uh, one, is there any sort of food that's out of bounds for you in terms of takeout? Um, or and or delivery. Uh, I'll just categorize those two things together. Uh, meaning, it just doesn't sound good. Like in person, if I'm at a restaurant, I'm all for it. Um, but the idea of it getting delivered and it being 30 minutes after the time that the cook put it up in the window makes me think I'm out. And I say that because my neighbors got Red Lobster to go the other day as on a DoorDash. 
<laughs> and I saw the guy get out of the car with a red lobster bag, and I thought, the only thing good in that bag are those biscuits, and that's it. I cannot and imagine. And even those are probably not as good because they probably aren't as warm. Uh, well, right. You could yeah. microwave them. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to be as good, right? But they're edible at that point. Yeah. But I cannot imagine uh, scallops 30 minutes old. Uh, with the breading, just oh man, just a mess. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to blame them or judge them. Like you do you. If you really want your red lobster, then like go for it or whatever. But like, I can't imagine that red lobster is thriving in a scenario like this. That feels like a food that needs to be like eaten as is. Seafood's already kind of like on that edge too. You, it's got to be fresh. It's got to be whatever, or, or else it just gets nasty fast. Whereas I could eat. I could eat a burger from whatever two hours later, and it's totally probably fine. But um, I bring that up because on Grubhub, I read today uh, that there is a uh, uh, there's a guy who found out that Chuck E. Cheese. I saw. Have this. you? I was wondering if you were going there. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Too good. Has not obviously been open and trying to adapt to this delivery Grubhub sort of world. Uh, nobody wants to eat their pizza because you know who you don't go there for their cuisine. Obviously, it's like Totino's <laughs> quality. You know yeah, what I mean? Uh-huh. So what they've done is they've changed their name on Grubhub to Pasquale's Pizza. Pasquale is one of the names of the band members that sings in the. It's a rat. In the ra- one of the, the rats. Rat. <laughs> <laughs> and they call it Pasquale's Pizza, and they've actually gotten people to order. pizza from them because that sounds Italian and nice Uh and I looked it up just to verify like I couldn't I downloaded Grubhub today on my phone this morning and for the sole purpose of for the sole purpose I haven't even never even used it (laughs) um and uh, our local uh Chuck E. Cheese has not changed their name and is not doing any sort of takeout options as far as I could tell. Um, so if you're going to like, you know, verify this locally, I, I, unfortunately, I don't think I can verify it, but I did read it and I'm glad Mallory that you can back me up on this, that yes. this is a, a strategy that uh, somebody's employing Pasquale's pizza. So <laughs> just, a little bit brilliant. just be aware. <laughs> I mean, it's slightly brilliant. It's slightly like manipulative. Yeah. I mean, it's got everything, but kudos to the person who figured out that this is gonna way maybe be a way for us to survive and we're gonna go this way. So yeah, I don't that know. That Chuck E. Cheese that we have here is brand new. They just moved to a new location. H- have not so. been inside, heard it's really nice. Yeah. Um which is a huge either. anything is an upgrade from where they were. So yep. Um I did I, I did remember taking the kids there a couple of years ago and thinking to myself, this is kind of brilliant. Like if you're a stay at home or like work from home dad and you're like, I just have to bang out a project right now. Like there's nothing I can do. I can't, uh, you know, I could take them to Chuck E. Cheese. I know they can't leave because they do the hand stamp at the door. They're not going anywhere. I give them as many tokens as it takes to get this project done. If you could (laughs) stick, uh, the only thing that it needed was TVs with ESPN on everywhere else and decent Wi-Fi. And I thought this would be a pretty smart play for them to be able to be like, hey, we understand we're in the market for, you know, dad, moms and dads who just need a break. And so just come and hang out and we'll, we'll take care of your kids for a while. I mean, we're not going to take care of them, but Pasquale will, you know, <laughs> um, he'll make sure that they're entertained. So I don't know. 
I feel like that's what I did when I worked for the church where I would bring Kinsley and I would just let her play with anything and eat anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Church. We'd leave. We'd leave and be like, how many gummy bears did you have? Oh, oh, the whole thing. Oh, cool. Sounds good. I got what I, I needed to get and done. To, to be clear on the on, for the record, Mallory's talking about when she what was at Eastlake, bringing her kid into yes. the kids' room. Eastlake. And just, just Kinsley having free roam with the place, which was awesome. We loved it. I, I honestly don't think she had had goldfish or gummy bears. Not because I'm like against goldfish and gummy bears, but I like those things. So I try not to buy snacks that I really like. I honestly don't think she <laughs> had had them <laughs> until she started hanging out at these like. <laughs> so funny. Uh, yeah. Yep. I, I, I'll i do the same it. thing. She misses I, I'll do anything at some point if they're here and I just got to swing in and grab something or fix something or do something real quick. They all know where oh, they're at, oh, too. My kids like have a <laughs> nose for that thing. Are you kidding me? Well, yeah, they, like, absolutely. They line straight for wherever it is they want to be. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But anyways, uh, anything else before we jump into uh, to message stuff that you want to bring up or talk about? No. Yeah. No? Okay. No, same life over here. Right. Same, <laughs> same, same, same day. I cannot believe it's almost mid-May. I'm still thinking of those parents it's and not teachers. Even, it's, it is mid-May. They're almost there. Not almost mid-May. It is mid-May. Yes. <laughs> it is mid-May. It's the 19th. Yeah. Goodness. It is. I feel like May's gone decently fast, which has been great. Um, and just can't wait to, to get to uh, the June 1st piece and see see what changes are yep. made. And, and I do. Definitely. I have like a week and a half and before I find out my ed TPA results. So. Yeah. Oh, are you nervous? Um, like, <laughs> yes and no. I'm not nervous for you. I'm like nervous in the sense that I like just like that waiting anticipation nervous, but right. also just like it'll be what it'll be. There's nothing I can do about it right now. So just kind of trying to wait, but I'm ready for the results. And We've been along this ride with Megan pass. for the past couple of years because she was on season two of uh, of this thing with me, just just me and her. And was doing a bunch of schooling and testing and stuff. And over and over again, she'd say, yeah, I took a test this weekend. Felt okay about it. And then the next week, I'd be like, so how'd you do? And she'd be like, I got 100. I got a 95. <laughs> I, I did great. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, I felt nervous about it. But then I then I crushed <laughs> okay, it. Okay, so. but this, like, when I submitted the, because you can, my school will, like, review parts of it. Um, and so when I would submit the parts that my school could review, I got it back every time. It's different. It's like, it's a different level of hard. I don't know. So, right. <laughs> like, I think I'm. Sh I have heard that. I'm not like. I do kind of have a feeling like I passed probably, but I just never know. And like, if you get a grader that's really tough on, like, however they interpret the rubric, and if it's different than you interpreted the rubric when you were writing it, then like, I don't know. Like, it's there's those elements to it as well. So. But then you get to apply for jobs in the fall? Um, well, I'm already kind of applying for jobs when they come up now. Cool. I just am not a very like highly sought after candidate at this point. So <laughs> They just don't know you. They're, they're fighting a couple other fires at the moment. They're probably... Well, yeah. And like right. Pasco and Richland haven't even really started posting jobs for next year in terms of mm -hmm. teaching. But um, yeah, so I've, I've applied to a couple in Kennewick just because I... Have, was a sub there and so I get to apply for internal postings there um but oh cool well we're excited for you yeah. and uh we will all yes. throw a big giant party and crack open mm -hmm. some Martinelli's once it happens <laughs> on 
on screen. <laughs> hey, let's jump into our weekend recaps. We have been continuing our series called Now What? A series on flourishing, looking at the Sermon on the Mount through the new lens of pandemic world and just not just specifically pandemic, but anytime your world gets changed, I think then you begin to look things a little differently in the same way that somebody who finds out that they have cancer all of a sudden. It's funny how much more they value family time and less about money and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I wondered what uh, this would change about our perspective on what it means to follow in the way of Jesus as Matthew kind of recounted his way of talking about what he remembered Jesus talking about in Matthew chapter five verses uh, uh, chapter five through seven. So we finished off chapter six uh, on Sunday, specifically the back half. Jesus goes into um, talking about money and treasure and where you know the location of your heart in relation to your treasure, uh, and then he finishes it off with this idea, the thought, the main thought of not being able to serve both God and money. But tucked in between those two passages is a really odd text about something about your eye being a window to your soul. If your eye is healthy, then your whole body's full of light, and if it's if it's not, then that darkness is going to be overwhelming and Oh, what darkness that is. Uh, a very odd text, especially in, if you read it in isolation. Um, I think the context of reading it through the financial lens is a big deal. And then uh, we talk specifically uh, about uh, that idea. One, the ancient Mediterranean belief of light inside of you is what causes life. And then um, that thing being, again, tied to wholesomeness or unity of self or doing things as a holistic person rather than, you know, I'm going to be generous here, but I also have one eye on either myself or my financial security or the envy of other people. I give it here, but I wonder how much everybody else is giving to this. Am I giving any more than this? I found it interesting that this morning I read about um, some stuff going down in the EU um, about uh, financial um, bailouts for the EU, which is, an, which, you know, we, we've been in talks locally or, you know, nationally here about bailouts, but we're all, even though we're all independent states, we're tied together from, as a federal public. And so, therefore, yeah, California pays more in taxes than Utah, um, but, you know, and, and so some of the relief for some of the aid goes, is disproportionate in terms of, California probably doesn't get as much tax money revenue as it would if it just operated as its own independent thing, but there's value in, in adding that. But when you add in the EU, there is a lot of this, hey, why should Germany back the financial disasters brought on by the Greek economy and their inability to blah, blah, blah. And yet, in this kind of pandemic scenario, they have stepped up big time. Um, the two biggest ones being uh, France and Germany saying, hey, we should provide financial bailouts for Spain and Italy uh, because this damage that has been done to their economy is not because of financial improprieties, but because of something out of their external. And, and yes, we didn't get affected as much as they did. Um, but well, in part because you looked at what was happening in Italy and we're like, we're going to do this differently. Yeah. Yeah. So we right? learned like, from you. Yeah. You're the canary in the coal mine for us. And so because we're in community with one another, you know, we're going to make these, you know, it's actually, it's a really big deal that they're doing this because they've been the ones pushing specifically Germany and the Netherlands pushing back a lot of times in the previous part with Greece going into bankruptcy and saying, we're not going to be a part of your financially. Sorry that you sucked, but you know, we're not, we're not bailing out Utah. We're not going to bail out this, you know, it's, it's, it's it, the, the division that comes into it. And yet um, it's a real strength of why they formed the European Union to be this, well, we can do better if we're unified in this way. We're going to, 
we're going to give and not look at what they contributed to this and or lack thereof and justify our giving as a result of that. So I'm just trying to bring it to kind of a localized setting for that. But that's kind of the, the piece that I think is, is taking place in this sort of scenario of um, him going, there's a, there's a lot of tension and distraction that can come in when sacrificial giving or generosity or kindness towards others is there. You can begin to measure yourselves compared to other people and feel better about yourself or make them look worse to make you look better. And it just doesn't belong. There's, there's a darkness there that you don't even realize that is really, really <laughs> not good. A blindness that comes as a result of something like that. So for sure. I was thinking while you were talking about, um, even cause I think a lot of times like those kinds of things, people are like, oh, I don't do that. But there, like, you can have that split um, allegiance, that split like self, when you're not being intentional about how you're doing things. So if you're just kind of mm -hmm. like wandering and doing life, whatever. But if you're not being purposeful about how you are spending your time or your money or whatever, then you can end up splitting yourself without even realizing that you're doing it. And so that's kind of one of the things I was thinking of when you were talking was that. A lot of times wholeness also means being intentional about how you're living your life and being really purposeful about what you're doing and how you're doing it. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I think it, it, whenever you're on the on a road to uh, recovery from addiction or from, you know, I just want to get my life more organized or I want to eat better or, be, you know, be healthier or something like that. It's not just a, it's not a piece of you that does this. You can't, <laughs> we know we've heard that idea of you, you can't outrun a bad diet, right? It's a holistic thing. If you're going to get healthy in this way, there's so many different ways. If it's an addiction thing, it's not just, uh, okay, I'm not going to uh, smoke when I'm bored or, you know, or, or whatever. I'm not going to do this. I, I need to evaluate is me even putting myself in these kind of positions, something that I can't afford to do any longer. Not because those positions are bad. It just, I just know me and I, I, to do this as a whole person and it's going to take more than just me uh, mentally convincing myself that now I need to you know grow beyond this or whatever there's there's uh, a lot more to that like our bodies are more integral than that sort of thing yeah. I think it can also be like really like you can split yourself and not even know it yeah right? so which which is the point of the blindness yeah, right? right that's yeah. why he's saying it's really dark there because you don't even think know of Harry Potter but <laughs> Oh, here we go. Here we go. If you really want to know. Because that's, if you, spoilers, if you haven't read the last Oh my gosh, series. it's been 15 years. Go for yeah. it. I, um, they were going to read it. They were going to do yeah. it. Yeah. So, because uh, uh, Lord Voldemort, he, like, when he tries to kill Harry, he's like, so before he tries to kill Harry, he spends all this time with this really dark magic splitting his soul, right? So that he can be immortal. And when he does it so much that when he kills Harry, he splits a piece of his soul and doesn't even realize it. Right. And so like that's that like and that's his weakness is that he isn't whole. He isn't whole in his person and in his like being. Right. And so when you were talking about wholeness and that kind of stuff, I was like, it's kind of like that's what kind of the imagery I came up with just because I really like Harry Potter because I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> and but that piece like you can get to a point if you're not like thinking about it where you can split yourself without even knowing that you're doing that or meaning to do it. And so like being purposeful about how you spend your time and your money and your like brain space is like, I think that's kind of the point that I got from it all. So. So Harry dies in the end. Uh, he does actually get killed. Okay. And then like Jesus resurrects. No. <laughs> so, but what, 
So Voldemort <laughs> kills him, but really what he does is he kills the part of himself that's inside of Harry. Okay. It's weird. <laughs> we got to move on. I didn't get that far either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so no, no, you don't have to explain it. Okay, no, please, please, right please. Then. We're gonna lose everybody. They're <laughs> not gonna. Not. They're not gonna stay for that. But no, I, I do. I, I understand. You know, I, I appreciate the, the perspective on the duality of people and. The and point was the wholeness. I know. No, I get it. And I, and, I, right. and I agree with it. Like, I think people can be doing even good things and not realizing how much they're splitting off, like through the optics of, of generosity with time. Like I'm doing, I'm doing really nice. In fact, oh my gosh, this is going to play so well. I'm going to hold that thought because it's going to come back to my say something interesting at the very end. But Mallory, <laughs> what do you got? Oh, I was actually right on that track that in your notes, I actually have your notes open. Um, the part towards the end um, you had talked about, in the area specifically, which I think is hard. I mean, it, it's hard for me right now in um, the season of life I'm in. But um, the you had said, if you're going to be kind and generous, go fully in on that. Watch for halfway. You don't want to be there. It's dark there, darker than you think. But that doesn't mean that you have to be doing all the things. It means the one thing that you're choosing to be kind and generous and go in full on that. So if that's, you know your neighbors, then you're going fully in on being kind and generous to your neighbors or whatever that might be. I think in this season of life for a lot of people, it's like they can't barely think of what they're going to do the next minute. Um, so being kind and generous is kind of like, okay, but I have to take care of myself and my kids and all of these things. But actually it is those things that you're doing, right. um, that you can go fully in on those things that you're already currently doing. Listen, young moms, like, <laughs> if, if you want to, you, you know, when you, you decide like, I'm going to stay at home and I'm going to, I, I want to um, work and or I'm going to do this stuff. I'm going to raise these kids. This is going to be my primary. Like, is there anything more call calling of an entire self than, than being a mom to a young kid? I mean, that's like, you have to say no to so much else during that season mm -hmm. um, to, in order to say yes fully to this child. And, uh, that is a tough dynamic and it can feel, um, I just know from, you know, experience with Kylie and I'm sure you as well, like mm -hmm. it can feel like I just, I don't want to say no to so many other things. Like I, I feel like not just that I'm missing out, but I'm like letting others down or like I, you know, the question of, could I be doing more or whatever? And, and it's right. so hard, um, because, um, people, I think forget the demands of, uh, motherhood and just parenthood of young kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's so dark and hard that when you get out of it, you kind of brush it off and think it wasn't that bad when you were in it. And then you have grandkids and you're like, this is the best. What are you talking about? Little kids are great. You know what I mean? <laughs> and totally. and uh, you just never want the mindset to go there again. And so you have a little bit more rose-colored glasses moving forward like mm -hmm. sleep deprivation like well that sounds bad yeah it sound, doesn't sound fun and you're like yeah but when you're in the middle of sleep deprivation <laughs> and your kid is still waking up like there's just there's nothing like that so <laughs> did Clive wake up last night oh yeah well you know <laughs> 1 a.m no big deal it's fine and then five 
the whole like it's lighter at night and which is great. I actually like the days being longer and it being a light in the morning, but that means you get early risers. Absolutely. Well, it's still dark at 1 a.m. But Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what happened. But... Oh, Clyde. Yeah. Uh, anything else that stood out in, in terms of our talk that we felt like needed to be addressed? Or... Well, I don't know if there's need. Just to shout this. out to Kylie for good trivia and the end of trivia. But um, it was really fun. I think everyone enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah, it shout fun. out to Kylie and all, and all her and all her. Um, I thought Megan and Kylie did a fantastic job to finish it out uh, on Sunday. And uh, that doesn't mean that our pre-service stuff is done. We just wanted to move uh, and try something different. So. We are experimenting with something this week. Yeah, we're going to do an experiment. And so keep an eye on our social media uh, starting probably today because it's going to incorporate a little bit of outside help from all of you listening. Um, So follow us on Instagram, uh, on Facebook, and uh, maybe even Twitter. I don't even know if he posted on there. But um, we need your comments to be able to provide fodder, not to make fun of you, but to laugh with you. Um, about uh, on Sunday as we engage in something called Is This How We Conversate with Megan and Kylie. So, Is this how we conversation? Is this how we conversation? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Is this how we conversation? As we reintegrate <laughs> conversations with other live human beings back into our rhythms of daily life. Yeah, we so. got to like train you how to have conversations again yes. so that when we come back to church it's not weird. it's not awkward and yeah. I, I don't know where to put my hands yeah. and hi and all this kind of stuff yeah. how so. do i talk to you yes I don't know. isn't yeah. the weather beautiful today it, get into the main auditorium so um be watching for that but you, you you're about to say something previously oh, i was gonna say something about ser- the service but it's we, it's okay okay <laughs> So this week, uh, uh, we'll do week uh, six of this series, and then one more week after that. So I think I've got um, two weeks left. We'll be diving through chapter seven, the first part of chapter seven on uh, Sunday, and then and then finish it up the following week. Um, and then we will start a new series after that. That's the plan. I'm still on pace for sometime, like, you know, stage four is when we become uh, uh, available in terms of our uh, government state. So if, if you're wondering if, if there's any chance that we're opening, um, then that's we're just kind of hanging on waiting um, and going from there. So that's our timeline at this point, which is not a really a timeline at all. But uh, that's the direction. All right. Let's jump into our say something interesting. Is that your dog, Mallory? <laughs> Is he on the yes, ceiling? he's on the table. Oh. No, he, the window's right by us, and this is his. I life. wish you guys could okay, see this. He's not here for a long We're on a Zoom call, yeah, he's and he's so in the top bad. left corner <laughs> of the screen coming down. Yeah, hi, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he's so mad. He is like a human. He's... <laughs> Oh, anyways, what is your say something interesting? Okay, are you ready? Uh, Kylie mm-hmm. and I watched a movie last night called Bad Education. Have you heard of this yet? Yes. It is uh, on HBO. It is a, a based on yes. a real true life story of a school district. Uh, this is I knew you would love this, Mallory. Your parents are in this yep, industry. I do. I do. You probably watched this play out live. Uh, yeah, I remember the news story. For a school sure. superintendent in uh, New York, um, uh, kind of a suburb uh, area. Roslyn High School was like the big one. 
um, ended up uh, pilfering $2.2 million out of the school district money. His assistant got about $4 million, all in all about $11 million. His name is Frank Tassone. And um, it's a really great story. Hugh Jackman plays the, the title character there. Uh, Allison Janney plays uh, his assistant. Uh, Ray Romano is a part of that in terms of a school board president deal. Um, really great. And this idea of, um, it, you, sh- you get it in the story, that he was a really good school administrator. Like his connection with the kids was fantastic. He was a teacher at heart. He knew all the teachers' names, uh, all their backstories. He wasn't like... Uh, you know, you, you get the feeling at first because the, the way that the pl- movie plays out, it reveals pretty early that she had some dealings, but then it re- waits until later to show that he was also kind of the mastermind behind all of it. And so you really, really like him as a teacher and you think, man, that's a guy that is just really good at his job and, you know, works tirelessly for uh, the uh, underserved in his community and, and made this school great and all this kind of stuff. And then it comes out that this is not great, that he's been doing some shady underdealings. And yet you still really like the guy and you still hear him as he's confronted by a student who is working for the school newspaper who's going to break the story because it was broken by the school newspaper, not by the New York Times or anything cool, else. That's kind of cool, actually. What's that? That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Actually, that kind of speaks to his like ability to give his students voice and like the... Like, like, <laughs> honestly, like that his students would feel like they had the power to do something like that. Yeah. And that's not that's not. <laughs> oh, that's that was changed for the made for TV movie. That's literally how it played out. And then it got traction mm-hmm. in the Times and then it got traction everywhere else. Uh, but the student broke the story and the student conf- in the show confronts him and says, I'm going to do this. And he looks at her and says, you know, I just don't want it to change. Look at where we've come from. We're the fourth best high school in the nation. Um, and he's trying to convince her, you know, like there's an, I've done, look at all the good that I've done to justify this. Right. And, um, that kind of, again, brought out this idea of a dichotomy of, of him probably going to sleep at night. Cause you think, how could you do something like this? Well, the way that you could do something like this is you look at how much good you've done and you are blinded to the fact that you've got this illegal, you know, unsubsidized contract for $800,000 a year over a 10-year period that goes to nobody, basically, and, you know, you, obviously. Um, and it, anyways, I thought it was a really interesting uh, movie, and the, the idea of uh, the blindness that comes in, the dichotomy, the whole part of it, how nobody now looks at him and says lots of light little bit of darkness we it's it's you have to lose your job like you're done you've lost your career um you're actually going to go to jail he was sentenced to jail for um 10 years got out in four so he's been out since 2012 in real life and then found out in 18 that they were making a movie about him and like the school district wasn't happy he's not happy obviously um because this is you know rehashing all of this stuff that goes down is really embarrassing for the school district and all kinds of crazy stuff and just the darkness that's involved in that i just thought it played so incredibly well into this series um and uh, that wasn't the point of why I, i watched the movie but it just reiterated that for me so um it is on hbo it's called bad education and uh there you go what's your background with it mal how much of that you knew and and how did you know oh i had just read the news part of it and you every time are making me want to get hbo again because i've been dying to watch that too so that's a good one 
that's I've just been wanting to see it. And there was that that news story came out around the same time there was a bunch of cheating by superintendents in Atlanta and the southern states for testing. So it's a great time for <laughs> administrators yeah. in education. And I, I say all that so. because if you haven't been listening to the podcast very much, her dad has been a, a in school administration, school superintendent for how many years now? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, 25. He actually should be retired. I think um, I said, aren't you ready? Like with all the COVID stuff going on. And he said, eh, I think I probably need to stick it out a few more years for the young, for the young administrators that are probably, you know, he, it was actually calming to be around him because he's just like, and talk to him about stuff. Cause he just has more wisdom in it that he's like, yeah, it's just another thing. Like we'll get through it. He is a lot more less anxiety probably than some other administrators yeah. they're a little bit younger so all right yeah you got something Megan? yeah um yep. mine's from radio lab again um Ooh. yeah they have a they did a cool story last week this week um about yeah. an octopus so if you're not into science so interesting. i would highly recommend um listening to radio labs science pieces because they do a really amazing job of um explaining their science so that it's understandable but also like packaging it in a story and making it really like engaging Mm -hmm. um which if you don't understand science it's hard to do for yourself but if you have like anyway um so they had a story about an octopus a deep sea octopus who some scientists um found they were doing other research but they found with their submarine and they um watched they like watched her go up to a rock surface and then like a month later they were in the same area so they were like well let's go look around again and then they saw her um on top of her egg brood so um and so they went down like once a month for four and a half years wait what Four and a half years. That's how long those eggs are? For deep sea. So for like for shallow water octopus, it's like a month. Okay. Um, it, but octopus, once they lay their eggs, they stay on top of their egg brood until the eggs hatch and they don't eat and they don't do like that's it. That's the end of their life. Um, many like most a lot of animals, um, the end of their life is either laying eggs or hatching eggs. Um and then they die. That's just part of their life cycle. But for this deep sea octopus, so she didn't eat or move for four and a half years. Wow. And so like, but so like two years in, the scientists are like, cause she's like white and looks awful. And they're like, what's happening? And apparently one time they went down and there was this like five crabs surrounding her. And they were like, oh, what is going to happen? And then they like had to leave and they came back a week later and there were all these like crab scraps around her. <laughs> so she'd like killed these. She cra- ate something. She, she, no, she doesn't eat. They don't eat. Well, she just killed them. Yeah. Um, to save her like brood. And yeah, four and a half years it, that she was there. And I was like, that's crazy, which at this point is the world record for like gestational period in terms of animals that we've observed. Um, but yeah. There, but like shallow water octopus, which is a different species, is just like a month. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the radio labs are really good. There's a radio lab section that are just for That's kids true, too, yeah. but most of them are 
I mean, not most of them. You have to probably screen them for kids, but they do have a separate feed of just Radiolab kids, and they're really good yeah. if you want to um, tap out of science for a day. A Radiolab, po- Radiolab podcast would be great for kids. Yeah, like if you as a stay-at-home, stay-at-home mom, mom teacher want to like... Yes, that, yeah. That, yeah. And I would yep. say most of the kids' ones, which I haven't looked on that feed, but most of the kid ones are probably going to be their science ones. Um and yeah, they are. And so, yep. uh, and they just, the way they story tell science is beautiful. So awesome. Yeah. Love it. Check it out for sure. Mal, what do you got for us? Mine's simple. I kind of learned it from a podcast too, but I, um, am not very good at like keeping memories of my kids or anything, journaling, anything like that. But I heard about an app from a different podcast and the app is called Day One and it's a journaling app, but it is more kind of like a picture journaling app and it's really easy to post a picture and it's just for you and then you can write like a small snippet of it. Um, you can put lots of different things in the app. You can do a paid version. Um, I've been kind of doing it for a couple of weeks, seeing if I want the paid version for more access. But um, if you want a different way than just social media to be tracking um, your days and things like that during just general life, um, uh, it's called Day One. Mal, I got Day One several years ago. I, I was an early oh, you did? adopter on it and did the paid version and loved it for a while. I have gotten out of the uh, rhythms of it. Um, but neat, you're inspiring me to reopen and relook at it. But yeah, absolutely. Oh, that makes me happy that yeah, you I liked did. it. Yep. Cool. It was a comedian. It was actually a comedian that suggested it um, because she would kind of have like random thoughts of like, oh, I like this joke or I, I want to remember this time. And she wasn't good at keeping like handwritten yep. notes. It and buzzes you in so. and says, hey, what are you thinking about? And you want to write it down. Yeah. And just the constant reminders, which can be really, really good when you're like goal setting. Also, when you're like... Um, uh, when you're trying, when you are uh, not in the mood to do it, it can also be very annoying. It can be, <laughs> it can be, it can be like that whole, you know, I'm trying to eat well. Yeah. Are you sure? There's an Oreo right here. You want to do an Oreo? Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> what, yeah, are you what, what are you List eating? It. Let's write it down. You're like, shut up. I don't want to know. I don't want to talk about it. You know, that kind of thing. So I think at one point in one of those phases, I was like, disallow notifications. And then it's just... You know, then it goes away and then never thought of it again. But I'll have to relook at it because it was it was really helpful for a while. And I'm not a diary guy or a journal guy that much. Uh, well, not that much at all. Um, by, by not much, I mean not at all. So uh, but then I, I was just inspired. Like I always my some of my favorite things to read of people um, are their letters and journals um, mm-hmm. that we don't really do as a culture anymore. Like C.S. Lewis has his collection of letters and I don't know, just all, all these different kind of things. Those are my some of my favorite things. And I felt like I wanted my kids to not just have a, um, you know, what they remember about me, but perhaps more of as an adult, you writing things down as an adult and someday them as an adult reading those things and understanding you a little bit more in the process. Um, I think that that would be yes. kind of fun. So anyways. That's cool. Excellent. I'm not a journaler either. So there has been one time in my life where I consistently journaled and it was when I did my study abroad in Australia. Yeah. And that was the only time mm-hmm. I've ever actually made that a practice that I sustained for any sort of time. <laughs> Kylie is good at it. She's got some that I'm sure, you know, I see her at night. She'll before bed, she'll you know be writing something in there to, 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 for the kids. And uh, I've never read it. So maybe someday, you know, it'll be a fun Aww. little collection to, to read through. But 
Anyways, all right, that'll do it for this week's episode of uh, Say Something Interesting. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode as we uh, talk through week six of our series, Now What? Uh, we'd love to, love to have you join us on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for the live, search, live stream of the service. And if you're interested, log in 20 minutes early and relearn what it means to conversate with other people. With, <laughs> is this how we conversation uh-huh. with Megan and Kylie? So that'll do it for this week. Uh, have a great week, guys. See ya. Yeah, bye. Awesome. Yeah, have a good week.